Hello, and welcome to the Wedded to the Wives podcast. My name is Samantha Quinn, and I'm going to be your host, and we're so excited to have you guys joining. Um, I don't know why I'm saying we, since this podcast is run just by me, myself, and I right now, but uh, really looking forward to, in the future, having guests and, um, you know, whether they're housewives or uh, other viewers join in and talking. I know that we have a lot of plans for the podcast, so we're just excited to have you guys, uh, or I'm just excited to have you guys join me. Um, so that being said, I guess we'll jump right in. Um, most of my topics for us to talk about today are just kind of focusing on the Real Housewives post-COVID, seeing as that's when I started getting looped into the show. So a little bit about me. I started watching Real Housewives when I was experiencing COVID and quarantine like the rest of the world. There was more time for Netflix and Hulu. And for me, I just started watching reality TV as almost a form of escape. And I quickly became addicted. So um, The Real Housewives of New York was the first show that I started with. And then from there, I kind of just branched out into watching all of the other franchises. I just made my way down the coast. So there was New Jersey and Potomac and Atlanta. And uh, then I went to the West Coast shows and watched Beverly Hills and Orange County. I still haven't seen Dallas and I still haven't seen DC, which were both shut down. And I don't know why I don't have the hot gossip or insight as to why those ones don't exist anymore. But my personal favorites are The Real Housewives of New York and The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And my least favorite is The Real Housewives of Orange County or Beverly Hills, potentially. West Coast is not always the best coast when it comes to reality TV. Everything over there is just a little too fake for me. But... Um, that being said, I wanted to talk today about the Real Housewives of New York and then get into some Q&As um, that had been written in via Instagram. Um, so I will start with the Real Housewives of New York because their season just wrapped. And as everyone listening should know, Bethany Frankel did not return, which could have potentially ruined the series. I mean, after watching back-to-back-to-back the first, you know, 13 different different programs of this. Bethany has been consistent through almost all of them. She's left once before and come back to the show, but she always brings kind of that witty humor and the great commentary that really weaves together the craziness of the other ladies. And so when I saw she wasn't going to be back for the most recent season, I almost debated not watching just because... Everyone else on the show is so psycho. I think that to be cast for these shows, you almost have to be a little bit neurotic at a minimum (laughs) to be an interesting person to watch. But that being said, when Bethany left, she recommended a few people and this lady, Leah Mobb, came out of the woodwork and is now a fan favorite as the season wraps. So I wanted to tell you all a little bit of about Leah that I did some googling and some inside scooping to figure out where exactly she came from. Leah is super interesting because unlike the rest of the housewives, she wasn't really born in a wealthy uh, 
community. She didn't really come from that setting. She's entirely self-made. She created this brand called Married to the Mob, which is female athleisure and female streetwear, which is pretty rare, um, although it's completely boomed in the last few months as an industry given the fact that we are all staying home. So suddenly streetwear and sweatpants and street style is really cool to have developed for women. Before that, Leo was kind of a pioneer, I think, for the brand because there's been a lot of athleisure clothing for women, but not so much the street style that you see with companies like Supreme or Kith. And so um, she kind of came came out of the woodwork and created this brand and I think was known by a few housewives perhaps before joining the series but was officially brought on this year and was quite the firecracker so um, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen the reunion episodes although you should but I will spoil the season for you because you have no excuse for having not seen it yet that Leah is fiery and is the only woman to stand up to Ramona which we are thrilled about honestly um so my favorite part of the series uh in this latest kind of season that took place was when Leah went to Ramona's house in the Hamptons with all the other women and Ramona being kind of an OG of the Housewives of New York really thought that she could push Leah around Everything from almost having her set the table like a servant and clean up like after the other women to momming her with, you know, her choices, um, drinking and eating and what have you. Um, it was so hilarious to watch Leah go to Ramona's house, get really drunk and then just trash the Hamptons backyard, throwing tiki torches just into the pool and claiming that all of the other women there like supported the patriarchy and <laughs> were were total like right-winged snobs. I just thought it was hilarious that she kind of classified them all in this way, even though she's spending her evening in the Hamptons too, and just completely projected all of these ideas onto the entire rest of the cast. It made for a really interesting episode and a really interesting rest of the season because the rest of the season was pretty much Ramona and the other women trying to either decide if they were going to get along with and like Leah or if they felt like she was too different from their group and she didn't really fit in. Um, And it culminated in a really interesting reunion episode. So speaking of the reunion episode, like I said, I'm not going to offer any spoilers, but Countess Luann did decide to drop a new single when the reunion was released, and it's called Viva La Diva, which is just hysterical just like the other couple songs that she's released. And so while I won't ruin that one for you, I am going to play a bit of our favorite Feelin' Giovanni song just to get you in the mood for what's to come. Here we go. Gotta love the intro (laughs) with the saxophone. (laughs) So that's just a piece of her music to remind you that not only is she 
a countess and a reality TV star. She's also a singer and, you know, many other things. If you go look at her Wikipedia page, I mean, let's just, it's not boasting if it's true. I'm sure Luann would say that, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I'm laughing because that song feeling Giovanni, for those of you who don't know, the entire song is made up about a brand of clothing called Giovanni And the reason she wrote a song about it was to diss one of the other housewives because the other housewife had introduced her to the designer Giovanni and had gotten her all of these dresses through her connection with Giovanni. And Luann failed to kind of, I guess, give proper credit to Dorinda, the other housewife who had introduced her to the designer and Dorinda felt very slighted. And so this song was kind of a middle finger to Dorinda and very much you know, uh, an aggressive statement at the time. And so it just is very entertaining. And I can't wait to listen to Viva La Diva and see who she disses in that soundtrack because it's going to be amazing. And even better will be the music video because you know that that's the best part of Luann's singing career. Um, But moving on from the New York Housewives, I did want to say... um, a couple other facts about the other franchises in case you're interested in, in checking them out and writing in some questions for them. So um, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to admit I'm completely partial to the East Coast Housewives. Uh, New York is, in my opinion, the very best show, followed by Atlanta. Why Atlanta? Because the Atlanta women can read you better than any other women in this entire you know, Real Housewives, like, industry series. What do I mean by red? I, did, I personally didn't know that term until I started watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. When you read someone, it means that you almost, like, are calling out all of the fake, crazy things they do. It means you're reading them like a book, like, you know them like the back of your hand, but you are managing to pull all of these insults out that are very personal and tailored to that woman or to the person you're reading because you know them so well. So that's what we love about the Real Housewives of Atlanta is talk about a group of girls who was better than anyone else about reading and, you know, cackling and attacking one another. It is it is the best um, series for that type of stuff. In fact, my favorite episode is probably one that really rocked the Bravoverse, but when the Real Housewives of Atlanta had... Nini versus Cherie and the iconic scene where they were throwing shade back and forth about who made more money. And I'm going to play a little bit for you all to remind you of how great it was. All right. Try it. You might like it. I think the amount of success Nini's head has gone to her head. But at least we can clear the air. We can really sit down here and have a grown lady conversation. I have no desires to get out of character with you. None. None to get out of character with you. Because I personally don't feel it's worth it. It's absolutely And so what I've heard is that you are saying that I've taken money out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. And so you should explain. Because I don't have the problem. I just think you do. Are you kidding me? You know exactly what I'm talking about. When we were going to Philly, mm-hmm. I got a phone call from Tyrone about this opportunity to make money. Mm-hmm. I reached out to you, asked you, were you available on those dates, and what your rate was. You said you were available. 
So I'm not going to play the whole thing for you and spoil it, but they go off on each other and it's pretty much the greatest thing in modern television that I've ever seen. And it culminates in NeNe Leakes yelling at Cherie that she is the one and only very rich bitch. And that's a quotable line for sure. So as I wrap up this first episode, I just wanted to respond to a few of the questions that I got in Instagram DMs from fans, (laughs) which are who is my favorite housewife was the first one and guys there's no answer to that as everyone who's ever watched any of these shows know but I could probably pick a top one or two from each series I mean Dorinda and Bethany Frankel are easily my favorites from New York Dorinda is like this modern gangster when she drinks she becomes the godfather and just everything she says to the other women and the way she behaves is so gangster and I love her and she just left the New York series so at the end of the reunion that they just played recently she announced her departure from it and so we all know that it's a real bummer and a loss for Dorinda because she just decided that it was time to go And so um, while we're going to miss her, her social media pages have been really awesome to watch. Her whole response and feedback as to why she left the series was great. Um, Bethany, of course, is another favorite. You can't forget that Bethany is the only one of the housewives until Leah joined, who was like beneath the age of like 50. And so I will never forget her saying that the other women can't possibly be carrying tampons with them because they have cobweb vaginas. That was just probably one of the best lines I've ever heard. And they all were like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't have tampons with us. So, you know, sorry about that. Um, And that was hilarious. So we love Bethany. But Phaedra also from Real Housewives of Atlanta. You can't sleep on Phaedra because she gives the best reads of all time. She married a criminal who, um, once he came out of jail, or I think she married him in jail, and yet she is an attorney of law and so it's just it she contributes to the plot line so much we love phaedra um and our least favorite housewives i don't know again why i'm speaking plurally here my least favorite is vicky gumvelson from the real housewives of orange county she is disgusting she's such a liar i've never felt my heart race the way it does when i'm watching the real housewives of orange county i almost feel like i'm involved in the fights and to a point where I had to stop watching it because that series is just so disgusting. Like everything about those women and everything about Vicki Gumbelson is just like fake and disgusting and Botoxed and homophobic. And like she's just like the worst of the worst and holds herself to all of these standards that like she then betrays all of the time, like the hypocrite she is. So I was thrilled to hear that she got fired earlier this year. Once I started watching the show, I was like, man, they should have gotten rid of her a lot sooner. Um, I was asked what my favorite product is out of all of the spinoffs that these women have. My least favorite product would be the nail polish that that one girl, Kirsten, from The Real Housewives of New York made. She was random. Her nail polish was random. And she was totally just using the platform to try to like sell something and make some quick money. My favorite stuff is actually the skinny girl drinks they actually taste really good um like the margarita mix and stuff that bethany has made and of course phaedra's donkey booty video i have found clips of it online and it is 
just as entertaining as the show itself. Um, oh, best social media presence, definitely Garcelle. We love the new lady, Garcelle, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's the only one there keeping it real. And the most relatable is probably Sonia from Real Housewives of New York because she's just, on one hand, trying to be so professional and classy and cool. And then she's always constantly screwing up and always saying really inappropriate things. And yet trying to act as if because she is related to or married J.P. Morgan that somehow that gives her like a level of class and dignity above everyone else even though she's just the conductor of the hot mess express so that's why I love Sonia and I think she's the most relatable okay thank you all so much for writing in and I can't wait to conduct another episode and get some guest stars on here and really have a good time and engage with listeners. So thank you so much for listening to this first episode. And I will play you out with our favorite theme. If it will play. Oops. <laughs>